Um, I, um, I just want to start out by saying that I'm uh, incredibly grateful to you all. I'm incredibly grateful to the choir and uh, to our choir director, Julie, and Laura, our musician, and to Kit. Uh, um, so that, um, it was a real blessing to, uh, to hear that song uh, that we did at the beginning, Grateful, written by uh, Beth Stiles, a dear friend of mine who uh, has created this um, beautiful interfaith community chorus in Stanford, and uh, Muslims, Jews, Christians, Buddhists, Sikhs, all together, and that's one of the songs that they sing. So I'm grateful to you. Thank you for restoring a bit of faith to me <laughs> this morning. I needed it. Uh, this Thanksgiving, um, I'm grateful for Jesus. I am. In our scripture today, Jesus um, tells us, shows us, that he is the bread of life. And, uh, and that bread of life has sustained my family and me through many ups and downs and comings and goings and successes and failures. My ministry has taken my family and me, all over the world, literally. We've relocated to new houses, new churches, new communities, uh, new schools. One year, uh, when my oldest was in fifth grade and the youngest was in second grade, they went to three different schools that year. One in Indiana, one in Maine, and one in Rhode Island. And so uh, my oldest makes the joke, I'm really good at fifth grade. <laughs> and we have been far more itinerant than, than I expected when I started out on the journey of ordained ministry. Uh, once again, uh, my oldest, who's, who's great for the quotes, uh, put it this way. The only consistent things in my life have been God and family. Nicole and I have built our family around on faith in Jesus. I mean, we never really talked about it explicitly, like that this is what we were going to do. But looking back, I can see that that, that is what it is. That is why we are together and that is why we have been able to create and recreate our family across generations. Both of us come to uh, come from families split by divorce and so even though we deeply loved each other we went into our marriage clear-eyed about the transience of feelings and the fragility of marriage vows and while both of us share ministry as a profession, we knew that was no guarantee either. Based on the number of my colleagues who have gone through divorce, I would guess that professional ministry is more of a threat to marriage than it is a support, just to be real. 
just to get really real with you all. Just saying yes uh, to this life has been a leap of faith uh, for us in my family. Faith in each other, yes, but also faith in God. In the God who is made known to us in Jesus. That's how Jesus is the bread of life to me. So Jesus has sustained me and sustained us in many ways, too numerous to share. But one of the primary ways that I now see that that God and Jesus has sustained us is through the simple practice of giving thanks. It all started with Thanksgiving. Nicole and I had just started dating, and we were both seminary students at the University of Chicago Divinity School. We met in October and started dating right away. And at that time, as I said, my parents were going through a bitter divorce. Nicole's parents were in Maine. They had divorced years earlier. And the family Thanksgiving tradition that had been handed down to me and to Nicole was dead. It was gone. There was no family to go to have Thanksgiving with. So we did what a lot, maybe some of you are aware of this, but a lot of young people today, they have Friendsgiving. I mean, people have been kicked out of their homes because they're LGBTQ, you know, for any number of reasons. People whose parents are divorced, people, you know, for all different reasons. Friends end up getting together and creating their own family. And that's what we did. Nicole baked chicken pieces in her tiny apartment oven for five or six of us fellow Divinity School students, each of whom brought some food to share. And we began that meal with a ritual we maintain to this day, which maybe some of you do. We sit around one table and each person at the table is invited to share one thing for which they are thankful. That's the practice. And then someone has chosen to say grace. And usually I try to like hide, but sometimes, oh, you're the minister. And then Nicole and I fight. Well, you're a minister. You should pray. And in divinity school, we, none of us were, but we were all aspiring to be. I, don't, I forget who said the grace. Almost every year since then, Nicole and I have hosted Thanksgiving, regardless of our living situation. Every year, we host. And to our deep gratitude, family and friends from around the country travel hundreds of miles sometimes, to come to be with us for Thanksgiving. Now, my guess is, to be honest, a huge, well, a fair amount part of that is that Nicole is a really great cook. (laughs) These days, the menu includes Turkeys and stuffing, mashed potatoes, squash, a gratin, roast vegetables, home, homemade 
cranberry sauce, gravy, sweet potatoes with a marshmallow topping, which is from the Midwest heritage here. Pies, ice cream, carrot cake, and Nicole's famous espresso and Grand Marnier infused chocolate mousse for dessert. So if you are lucky, <laughs> maybe one day you will experience it. Your body doesn't know whether to go this way or this way. It's like, <laughs> but it tastes good. And just as in the early days, all are invited to contribute to the meal. And we cook together. Nicole lets, as long as you do what she tells you to do, she will, let, she will allow you to participate in the kitchen. As the family has grown, so have the rituals. When the kids were old enough, my brother-in-law, Alex, initiated a family touch football game. This lasted a couple of years until under mounting pressure from other family members, the football game morphed into a soccer match. And several years ago, my collegiate athlete daughter, wanting to maintain her training, suggested we run a 5K turkey trot. So Thursday morning, a group of us will get up at some ungodly hour, dress in several layers of running gear, travel up to East Long Meadow, where it's cold for a race. These days, Thanksgiving leaves me tired and sore, but always grateful. The food is the occasion, uh, but giving thanks is the, which for us is an expression of faith, is the reason. Jesus used the occasion of a great feast to teach his followers about the food that endures. And, and what he meant by that was literally himself. Jesus fed 5,000 people with five loaves and two fish and then left to sail across the Sea of Galilee the crowds, amazed by Jesus' miracle and wondering if there was more, where that came from, followed Jesus and his disciples across the sea and caught up to him in the town of Capernaum. When they approached Jesus, uh, he says, you are looking for me. Where's that static coming from? You, you are looking for me. Now is this on? Can you hear me? Um, you are, it's not coming from, it's going from this one. Okay, Let's see if that's better. You are looking for me not because, not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of loaves. You come to me not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of loaves. Do not work for food that perishes, but for the food that endures 
to eternal life. So I just want to uh, break this down just for a quick second because uh, this is important. So Jesus fed people, yes. He gave them food. And there are hungry and starving people here in Granby, all over the world, who need to be fed. And there are multiple reasons for that. And we should feed them, and we should also ask, why are there still, in 2019, so many hungry people? But it's important to notice that Jesus is inviting us to something more than that. It's not just about feeding people sometimes in churches can be transactional. Here's your Thanksgiving basket. Here's your soup at the soup kitchen. That's fine. But if we really want to touch and to know for yourself the bread that endures to eternal life, what Jesus is offering is he said, I'm, you got food, but I want to offer you myself, my life, my attention, my dreams for you, my time. And if we really want to know the bread that endures, we too are invited, not simply to feed people with food, although that is important, but to actually share our lives. To me, so many times when we share food with people, it's like this, right? I am the sharer, you are the shared. I am the fortunate one, you are the unfortunate. And we meet people like this. And it makes us feel good because, oh, I'm not unfortunate like that poor, unfortunate, hungry person. What Jesus is inviting for himself and for each of us is to meet each other here. Does it? You have to do it to know it, right? And I think that's what has sustained me and my family and allowed us to recreate Thanksgiving, is that it's a table where we're all together eating, yes, but sharing our lives, and meeting as friends and fellow human beings, grateful for this life that we share. For Nicole and me, our commitment to giving thanks, gathering family, and honoring legacy arises out of a faith that was passed on to us. So we're honoring those who have gone on before, who passed, as imperfect as it was, there was just enough.
that sustains us day to day, moment to moment, through scarcity and abundance. Let's face it, family can be a real pain in the ass, right? People? Yes. Not anyone here. Not anyone here is difficult, but other people are difficult. Traveling long distances through snowstorms and other difficulties to attend family gatherings, uh, you know, are unpleasant and even dangerous. And there are family conflicts and losses and absences and griefs. There are topics that you just don't talk about. Right? And there are some days when the sacrifice doesn't appear to be mutual. But I've found that in bad times or good, abundance or scarcity, the bread of life manifests moment to moment. And this awareness that abundant life is continually welling up through the cracks and broken edges of existence through cold rain and warm hearth, this awareness that Jesus' life itself is the only food that endures. Recently, my wife's uh, Aunt Susan shipped her a set of family silver uh, table settings and a set of family china. My wife, Nicole, and I, you know, uh, and, and this china has been passed down from Nicole's grandparents, Burley Crane and Dorothy Warren. Um, and, uh, and Burley and Dorothy had set their wedding date for the summer of 1942, when Burley was called up for active duty in the U.S. Army. And so the wedding date was moved up to February. Uh, after the wedding, wedding Burley was deployed um, at, to Italy as an artillery commander. And then upon his return in 1945, Burley and Dot settled into their hometown in Millbridge, Maine, where they would live for the next 60 years. They attended the Congregational Church, which is literally right next door. And at their wedding, they received two sets of china. They used one, and uh, the other was never opened. It was just stored in the attic where it remained for over 75 years until this year. So next week, the family will gather for Thanksgiving to use Dot and Burley's China set for the first time. And uh, when we told Maya, Susan, who is going to be there, that this is what we were doing, she wept. So what do you think those tears are about? Gratitude. Gratitude. Remembering the spirit with which that China was first given. Mm -hmm. 
those things. So, all of those things. And the faith that was passed on, however so small, that even in a family broken in all different ways, has sustained us and continues to gather us together across generations, right? I mean, death is the ultimate brokenness. And even beyond that barrier, the bread of life sustains. I think that's what Jesus meant. And I'm just a I'm gonna show you it, but like I said, I got special permission, and no one can touch it. There <laughs> it is. Lennox. So, maybe this wasn't the fancy set, maybe the other one was the fancy, but it's fancy for us. Families fall apart. Friends die and move away. Thanksgiving celebrations too, too quickly recede into memory. And indeed, we too will one day have to say goodbye. The food for which we give thanks that sustains our bodies, like our bodies, and everything else on this earth perishes, but all is not lost. There is a food that endures to eternal life, the bread of life, Jesus Christ. <laughs>